so wonderful. You're all praying with such intensity and sincerity. I just want to encourage us, if we can sustain it for just a couple more minutes, but for every one of us, not for 30% of us just giving it everything we've got. It's not that we're trying to use physical strength to move God, because God's already moved at the cross. He's already initiated and made everything available. But we are, our spirits are being taken by the Holy Spirit to contact and link with people who have got out of grace or who haven't, don't have revelation of heaven. Or they, they're still living in a kind of a false spirituality of religion. Or whatever the issues are, they still haven't moved from the right thinking or produce the right believing, the right convictions, right attitude, right perceptions, and right behavior. So they're not in that flow. And so your spirit has been taken hold of by the Holy Spirit and linking you to those people that we're praying for right now. And you might even, the Lord might be linking some of your spirits to pray for me. Who knows? But for everyone in this church right now, that's what we're praying. And, we are, and in the spirit, we are pulling them into the grace of God. We are pulling them into freedom. We're pulling them that years of conditioning, whatever it is, religion or culture, it's been literally taken off them. It's evaporating. It's disintegrating. And it ultimately destroys as if it never once existed. That's what Isaiah 10.27 says. The anointing destroys. It doesn't break. It destroys the yoke of bondage. And the anointing is the burden-removing power of God. So that's what intercession is. It's not petition praying. When I pray in petition, I just pray, Father, thank you so much. And it's very gentle. It's very beautiful. It's very Anglican. No, it's just joking. No, it's very beautiful, and that's petition praying. But then there's supplication and there's intercession where it's not about you. It's you pulling someone in bondage into freedom in the Spirit. Amen? And when the Word is preached or they hear truth, they just accelerate into that freedom. And so that's why you will see in the Bible when Jesus is praying petition prayers or anyone... It's just very basic and very simple and very joyful. And I'm not joyful, but it's very calm and it's very beautiful. And it's just standing there and praying, my Father, glorify me. Glorify those you've given me. Whatever. It's a petition prayer. It's beautiful. It's, not, you know, it's so powerful, that petition prayer. But then you'll see supplication and you'll see uh, Elijah praying for rain. And now he's, he's groaning like he's in childbirth. Paul speaks about the Galatians have gone back into legalism. He says, I'm in the pains of childbirth again so that Christ will be formed in you. So the first time he was in the pains of childbirth was his intercession before he went to Galatia to break them out of darkness, legalism, and deception. And then they get freed up, and then they go back into bondage. So he has to pray again, and he's again. And then you'll see Jesus supplicating in the Garden of Gethsemane. He is, he is physically sweating drops of blood. So intercession is a is a very alien thing to the majority of Christians on the planet. Yet it's all over the Bible and it's completely normal. And people in this church are not alien to it anymore. Are not ignorant of it and you know how to do it. And you've been doing it well tonight. But don't fall back into that old tradition of standing against shit. That's your personal edifying times. But there's a spirit that wants to grab hold of your spirit. Link you to people in bondage. And accelerate change in their life. Into freedom. Amen. And that's what this, is, that, what this is about. And it was very powerful what we're doing. But uh, I just want everyone here to now step out 
Because what you're doing now is you're yielding your body as a living sacrifice. You're, you're letting God have borrow your body, although you actually do belong to Him. But He's going to use your body, He's going to use your spirit as a riverbed to release His glory. Rob, why, why do you do this, man? Why don't you just have a nice petition <laughs> prayer? Why don't you get us to hold hands and sing Ringer and Roses and pray cute little prayers? You know, so-and-so needs help, you know. I've got a bit of a marriage problem and need help. Now, there's place for that petition praying. But this intercession also actually breaks some things that marriage counseling can't solve because there are spiritual dynamics going on. The oppression that only the anointing can break. And I don't know one revival anywhere that's ever happened in the last 2,000 years that it was not preceded by this kind of praying. Not one. Not one. Great moves that have happened in China were birthed by people who know how to pray like this. If, you could, if I could show you the videos of hundreds of Chinese people praying. There's some legalism in, legalism in it, but they like crying because, oh, we've only seen like a couple of hundred people saved this week. Oh, God, be merciful to us. And they pray. And they go on for hours praying for breakthroughs. Same in the Welsh revivals, Azusa Street revivals. Same in the Book of Acts. So I don't know why it's that urgent tonight, but I just feel it's intense. And, and some of it's intensely important for you to get right out of your boat and your comfort zones and pray like a maniac. Pray like a crazy person. Otherwise, I'm going to stop being crazy and just be a sweet pastor. And you watch within six months, this church will decline to about 20 people attending. And the demonic realm will close in and the, the thought patterns of this world will corrupt everyone. And we'll just be going through the motions of religion. I puke on that. I vomit on that. And I poo on it. I don't want to be on this earth without the anointing. I'd rather go to heaven and actually be there. I mean, my, my wife's got other plans about that, but she doesn't want that, and I don't want that now. But it, to live on the anoint, without the anointing, there's nothing yet to trap me. So, well, marriage is fantastic. It is fantastic, but we'll know each other in heaven. There's no sex in heaven, but that's okay. Because you won't be, you'll be, we'll know each other. Amen. We will walk with each other. We'll know. I'll be friends with all of you. You'll know me there. Well, why are we here? For the lost. For the unsaved. I had a phone call yesterday. I Skyped with leaders around the world. I talked to them about collaboration and how we're going to get together in Manila and how we can deal with the child sex trade industry and bring stop to it. How we can start reaching out to governments and doing something to be the blessing of Abraham. We can affect economies on the planet. We're affecting our church in this prayer meeting, but I'm also wanting to collaborate and we are in partnership in a very loose way with several thousand churches around the world. Your pastor is coordinating that in my brilliant administrative gift. And Sean set up a Google hanging call which i think was miraculous time zones all over the world there were people up at four in the morning to be on that other people's the evening after and these are leaders that have networks of churches and your little pastor's talking to them with vision and we're going to do this what do you guys think we're going to do this why because what's the point of being on earth unless we are ambassadors revealing the kingdom and if you move in the anointing you can have a lot of fun in your marriage and you can have a lot of joy every single day in the anointing. Don't try to be conscious of heaven. Don't try to be an ambassador unless you really rely on the anointing. Otherwise, you'll step out there in the flesh and the devil smack you backwards so hard. Amen. You keep the devil in the arena of the anointing and faith and he has no hope. He's already defeated. But you let him pull you into religion and flesh and human knowledge and Bible information and he will smash you. 
But you stay in the anointing, you can keep changing nations. You can keep changing regions. You can keep changing the world that you live in. You can change it. Church should not be a place where people come just to get healed from the wounds of a terrible week. You will get healed to the wounds of the terrible week, but it should be... I want to go to church to get bigger on the inside. I want to go to church to be bolder. I want what's in me to be bigger than anything coming against me. I want to stand. I want to be bold. I want to represent God. And when I go to heaven, there will be no anointing left. I would have used everything up that God gave for me. Amen. Paul said, I have run the race. I am ready for the prize. I'm ready for the crown. I'm run the race. I'm ready to be poured out as a drink offering. He was saying, there's nothing left for me to do. I've done it all. Everything he called me to do, I've finished it. I'm ready to go now. You know, if, 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 if my calling takes me to be 120, then I want to live to 120. But if I'm finished my calling by 65, I want to go home. If my calling is finished by 70 or 80, I want to go. I don't want to stay on. The idea of people eating vitamins just to live for a long time. Why? Why do you want to live for a long time? You can live forever in eternity, in heaven, in glory. So why do you want to live a long time on this earth? I want to live as long as it takes to finish my assignment. Outside of that, everything's boring. Everything's empty. Everything always comes to a saturation point where there's no more fun at it. And you watch older people that become cynical, bitter, grumpy, and bored, and know all done that. It's got the t-shirt. But I want to keep a spirit of curiosity and intrigue and adventure and keep going further into the realms of the glory. Then I can enjoy being on earth. Amen. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And many Christians around the world are sitting at the rapture bus stop, waiting to get escape out of a wicked, evil world. Where the theology of scriptures stay here under the anointing and you change the world. Antichrist simply means anti the anointing. Anti the anointing. Anti doesn't mean just against, it means to replace. That's who the Antichrist is. And it says in 1 John 4, there are many antichrists that have gone out from us. Then Revelation says there's one antichrist. So there'll be something of a religious Babylonian political economic religious system to replace the kingdom, which will be anti-anointing. It's already succeeded in many churches. They are, they've replaced the anointing with human effort, human talent. They play the piano. The music's so great. Wow. You just want to bop. And, but you do that at a rock concert where the people are not even saved. So if you're happy and you can dance because the music's so good, but natural abilities of the human being, but there's no anointing there, that means it's anti-Christ. It's anti-the anointing. It's replaced the anointing with just modern, great music, but no anointing. I'd rather have someone can play half a chord, they're blind, and they're deaf in one ear, and when they touch the keyboards with their one chord, the anointing flows, and heaven touches people. That, that, That doesn't mean to say everyone has an excuse for not being good at music. We do our best. Oh, we prepare to preach, we study, we do all of those things, but we rely wow. on the anointing. Because otherwise we're going into antichrist. Wow. So good. So lift your hands and say, look, oh Lord, man, I just, every time I want to backslide and get lukewarm, Rob really makes me angry, <laughs> makes me so angry. Why can't he just let me <laughs> go into self-pity? Because I can't let myself. Father, we thank you for the anointing. And we declare, Lord, across Hong Kong the, that every antichrist, every anti-the-anointing, everything trying to replace the anointing, 
is exposed and deposed and deactivated and demanifested and demolished and destroyed and brought into submission to the obedience of Christ, the anointed one. Or right across the city, everything that's anti-anointing, replacing the anointing with religion and human effort, arrogance and pride. We pray that you, as you continue to resist and oppose the proud, but give grace to the humble. So lift up the humble by your mighty hand and give profile and exaltation beyond measure to bring greater influence into this wonderful, beautiful city of Hong Kong with all the millions of people in this city. We declare bankruptcy on everything that's religiously fraudulent. Fraudulent imposters and pretending to be. Let all these sources of revenue and income be cut off completely by the Spirit of God. Lord, as you brought Babel down by bringing confusion and fragmentation, we declare that you bring Babylon down in Hong Kong. Wherever there's a political, religious, economic system, we declare with apostolic, prophetic authority as the priests of God, we declare the destruction and the total exposure of everything that's counterfeit and Lord everything that is of the house of David let it be exalted in Hong Kong churches around the city that are sheep churches they are not goat churches they're sheep churches Lord raise their profile up raise them up in favor and may we find one another and ally together and honor you in this city Lord God in Jesus name how many of you in some of that whatever it was 15 minutes 20 minutes felt some like negative things coming in your spirit, feeling like, ugh. Just put up your hand if you felt that. Yeah, okay. I knew you guys, eh? Okay. That's not like it's traumatic, but you can feel someone else's pain. And then you, how many of you felt at the end there like like a release? Something just, like a cork popping open. These people already, all that, all that, the cross has been applied. The victory of the cross has been applied to them. And they're going to come into another level of life. But all the counseling in the world couldn't have helped them. Because most of the people going to come into life through these prayers tonight have been to the best counseling. And good counseling is very good for you. And there's nothing wrong with it. But I know people have been through all kinds of counseling still got the same old problem. Because they need the anointing to destroy the yoke. And the church has so replaced the anointing with psychiatry, psychology, Mm. science. And God created science. And science doesn't contradict the Bible. The Bible so accurately reveals the truth about what science is. Amen? Amen. Well done. Well, that was good praying. (laughs) I don't know what to say. That was really good praying. Can I say something? Yeah, please do. About Sunday. Um, I don't know if it's a prayer or something I just want to say, but I want to invite the manifest, tangible presence of the Holy Spirit who brings with him the anointing of the risen Christ. And I pray that he really turns up in a really powerful and strong way. Because even John the Baptizer felt that anointing even before he was born, before he had learned to language, before he could philosophize about how good, before he'd read a single scripture, in the womb he felt the unborn Christ, the anointing on that child, unborn child, near him, and his body couldn't do anything else but respond and leap for joy at the, at the approaching anointing. And I pray that that foyer is filled with that kind of anointing of a resurrected Christ, not a baby Christ, a resurrected Christ, that as they walk into this lounge, 
they will feel that anointing in the faces of the people, in the hearts of the people. They will, they will, even though they're unborn, uh, not born again, John the ba- yes. baptizer was not born again when he did this. Yes. His spirit was not born again, and yet he leapt at that anointing. And as the unsaved and the saved and the religious walk in here that something will leap in their spirit at the anointing that's resting on this place, the glory of the risen Lord. That as they drink that coffee, there'll be warmth in their spirit as well. As they hear the first note and the first drumbeat of the worship, something will jump in. Something will jump in to their hearts that will affect their minds, their emotions, uh, just their decision making. That as the preaching puts out, something will jump in their spirit, their unborn spirit possibly, that will jump in them and say, what? There is something approach me that is not... You, I cannot philosophize. I can't put a language to it. I, I can't put thinking to this. This is something jumping inside of me. That as they come afterwards for ministry, that things will break off like we pray tonight. That already things in their dreams, in their conversations they're having until Sunday are already preparing them for breaking free. Maybe they'll be broken free before they even get here. Who knows what kind of dreams they're going to have. And that, and that uh, afterwards they'll be seeking people out and say, I don't understand what happened. What happened to me? Whatever, I want to meet this, this uh, risen, anointed one personally. How do I do that? That there'll be that kind of tangible weight of His glory, that sit-down weight that, that pushes them and, and makes them feel calm but excited, uh, at peace but fearful. You know, that kind, of, that kind of anointing. And so I pray for your presence, Lord. I invite and I expect with faith for you to turn up because you love the lost, you love us, so we invite you in all your glory, Lord, to come and touch us. Touch us all, Lord. Touch us with our emotions. Touch us with our thinking. Touch our bodies. Touch our spirits. May we jump for joy as you arrive. In Jesus' name. Man, that's, that's a good preach. Man. Wow. Wasn't So that, that, those are, dec- those are decla- declarations that have resonated with the frequency and the vibration of heaven itself. As Keith spoke, he's released that word. Amen? Amen. How many you know we're not in a hurry, but we don't want to go too slow either. We just, we, we just want to move steadily forward. Uh, you can't make things happen. You've just got to produce health in the hearts of people. And there's fruitfulness and there's multiplication. And they're celebrating it each step of the way. How do you know that God spoke uh, when there was nothing? He called things that be not as though they were. He said, let there be, and then there was. And at the end of the first day, he hadn't finished yet. But he said, it's good. So when you speak, and then it manifests, you say, that was good. So Keith spoke. And then on the second day, he said, that's good. And when he made you and me mankind, he said, that's very good. And then he went into rest. So we're on a journey that's taking us years, but we need to stop every now and again and say, that's good. Yeah. Speak it. He's yeah. just spoken. Yeah. That, was the, that was the rhema word. That wasn't logos. That was rhema. That is the speaking sword of the word of God. Amen. Have you know that there are many, I believe, I really believe this, many wonderful local congregations around Hong Kong. That there are, there are sheep churches I think there's some goat churches. I'm just sorry, I can't be a politician. I'm going to be straight. I'm not judging or whatever. Um, but there are, there are sheep churches. And in this year, the Lord is going to raise them up across Hong Kong. And we're going to find each other. 
And there are going to be platforms created where we can teach more and more about the anointing, what grace is, what the realm of the glory is. Amen. And at the same time, they'll come and they'll find a church that's getting increasingly well organized, administrating well, accountability in everything we do and finances so that they can see. We also, like after the leadership training with Peter Powell, 80 people turned up to the leadership training. I spoke to him last night. I think it was the night before. So it's been such good feedback, Peter. His face just lit up. He said, I love being with your people. They are so hungry and so open. And that was brilliant leadership uh, training, best you could get. And we're going to take six months to eight months to unravel that, implement that, set an order in the way that we believe is relevant. Relevant. We're not going to copy his church, what's relevant for us here in Hong Kong. So I believe in having well-organized church, well, really good wineskins, being well-planned, but, but you've got to have some wine in those wineskins. Otherwise, <laughs> people don't come to suck on a dry wineskin. <laughs> the wineskins are just there to keep the wine flowing. Amen. So organization can never replace the presence and power of God. But you need organization so that you can, you can sustain the flow. Amen. How many, how, how many think it's going to be wonderful when we meet with leaders more and more like i'm meeting with the resurrection church leaders the anglican church next saturday to teach them on the anointing 20 30 leaders from their church that that i'm telling you they 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 don't know what's coming but but i'll be gentle i wouldn't speak like tonight because this is my jurisdiction but there i'm on another man and i'll honor their platform but i will speak uncompromising about how wonderful the anointing is and they're going to get it some of them won't be able to speak properly for days they'll be so touched and that church is going to be changed you say oh rob it could grow fast and people could leave you and go there no they can't people will identify where god's called them to be and we're not insecure amen and that's there'll come a day we'll be talking to hundreds of churches in hong kong this one i can do in english but other ones will do through translation and some of you will be the preachers come on so amen some of you men and women you'll be the speakers there Training people. So, so, so keep getting trained. Right, can we, just, can we just ask the Father to increase the flow of the grace of prayer in the house? I, I really feel like we're in an amazing year. 2018 is your blessing, favor, and the greatest opportunities. But you have to press into it. You have to press towards that mark of the high calling. And I, I just want the spirit of prayer to go up and out in, in, in this house. I want not through just trying to push and promote this prayer meeting. I want people to come out of a, something in their heart. The Lord's pulling on their hearts. And it's a big sacrifice after a long day of working in Hong Kong. It's a big sacrifice. One that you'll never regret making. Because eternity will bear the fruit of this. When I told Peter that we sometimes get about, when we're doing well, up to 50, we were getting up to 50 people for the last couple of months of last year. And now we've, we're rebuilding again. I think we had like half that in the first one. And we, we're growing again. And I told him we have 50, he said, That's, that is just remarkable. I said, 50 people who know how to pray at all four levels of tongues. 80% know the four different types of tongues. Some of you probably forgotten that teaching in terms of your memory, but you know how to do it. And he just said, wow, that's amazing. And we've thought about, should we just have the prayer meeting at the end of Sunday morning? And because everyone's young, we can have a bigger prayer meeting. We thought and thought and thought. And we still don't think to do that. We still feel there's something about people making the sacrifice, coming here, and look at this kind of prayer tonight. It's just phenomenal. So 
just before we go, why don't you just, just sit there, lift your hands. I just want you to pray in English or Chinese and just say, Father, saturate this church with the spirit of prayer. See, it must be the grace of prayer. You can manipulate people to pray in the flesh, but it won't last long. And it's just, you don't want to use guilt for anything. I love praying because I love being in his presence. And I know if I did not pray, the devil would have pushed me out of Hong Kong in about 2011. I was nearly gone. 2012 was my worst year in my life. But I was praying three to four hours a day just to stay on the map in Hong Kong. And Jesus said, if you don't pray, you will faint. That's what he said. He says, you will faint. Prayerlessness will bring fainting. I want to say that again. It's multiple thousands of ministers leave the ministry every year in America. I mean, every month. Every month, multiple thousands of pastors are leaving the ministry. The average prayer life of the average pastor in America is five minutes a day. And Jesus prayed hours. And if Jesus, the Son of God, who's perfect, needed to pray so much, I think all believers need to be living a lifestyle of communion with heaven. Not always interceding like tonight. Don't, please don't try and pray like us at the office with people there. <laughs> they will throw you out. And you should be thrown out if you pray like that. This is where you come and pray here like this. But you can be in a consciousness of heaven and connecting with heaven all day through the night. So Father, we lift our voices together. Saturate City Church with the grace of prayer. Spirit of prayer. Just take, just take a minute and just make your voice heard in heaven. Father, thank you for the anointing. Destroys every yoke of bondage, lifts every burden of pressure to pray. Guilt-driven praying. Lord, we don't want prayer to be just a discipline in city church. We want it to be a delight. We want to be drawn into the secret place of the Most High and live under the shadow of the Almighty because it's our delight. Like David's heart, that he would sleep some nights right at the, at the foot of the Ark of the Covenant to be under your shadow, to be where your glory was. Lord, that attachment to heaven, that attachment to your presence that's birth's prayer in us. And I'm asking for that increased attachment to the presence of God in City Church that will birth the grace of praying, petition praying, making requests praying, supplication praying, intercessory prayers, all types and kinds of prayers. Lord, we want to use the full armory, the full resources of supernatural prayers to get all the fullness of what's already made available already through the cross. We want to draw it into manifestation. We want to draw it out of the invisible into the visible. That every time we walk in faith, every time we pray in faith, Lord, there are transfers. We are moving wealth from one world into another world. As we pray, we're moving blessing, moving favor, moving joy, moving healing, moving victory, moving financial blessings and prosperity into the visible world. Help this church, help us, Father, in grace, under that anointing to be 
so conscious of the eternal realm, of the heavenly realm. Help us as a people not to feel insecure by the temporiness of this world and how everything's changing so fast. Everyone's aging. Everyone's getting closer to that point of departing the planet, whether they're young or old. And so, Lord, we feel so transient. We feel so temporary in this world. We pray you'd open the eyes of understanding to realize that we are eternal beings, that we'll never die, that we move from this body, absent from this body, instantly in heaven. We thank you that the people in Hebrews 11, all of those people of faith that counted while they were on this planet are still counting in heaven as they are, as, as they are a, 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 a cloud of witnesses around us. We see the martyrs under the altar in heaven crying out that father friends of ours, fathers and mothers and ancestors that believed in Christ are in heaven still having an effect on this earth. We cannot contact their spirits from here and we don't want to try. We don't want to do that. But Father, you speaking to them and they're in heaven speaking to you. We thank you that, Lord, we are eternal beings and we do not want to be insecure about living in a temporary world. We thank you this is not our permanent home. We are aliens here. We are citizens of heaven. We were born from above. Deliver us as a people completely from religious conditioning, religious ways of thinking, worldliness, worldly mindset, corrupted thinking. Give us that grace, that pure, holy wisdom from above that makes our hearts teachable, humble, that we would sow in peace and reap harvests of righteousness, Father. Transform us, Lord, as a congregation, supernaturally. Lord, you have changed us so fast. In the last three years, I personally have never seen a, a congregation change as fast as this one has. It's been a supernatural phenomenon. And we, Lord, want to present our bodies as living sacrifices. We want to present our minds to you. We do not want to be conformed to the pattern of this world's thinking. We want to be transformed by the renewing of our minds that we can prove supernaturally what is the perfect, pleasing, and acceptable will of our Father. Everything Jesus did in the miraculous is your perfect will for each one of us. So we cry out for a spirit of grace, for revelation, wisdom, grace to pray, grace to be conscious of heaven, anointing to be conscious of heaven, that as a congregation we'll become more and more and more heavenly-minded, eternal-minded, secure in this temporary world, in our eternal identity, and manifesting a heavenly society here in Hong Kong. That we would find the, the, the sheep churches across this city and we would serve one another and multiply the atmosphere of heaven until Hong Kong is covered with the glory, covered with grace, covered with a divine atmosphere that we could say, your will be done in Hong Kong as it is in heaven. That we would bring more heaven to earth, more heaven to Hong Kong because we become more heavenly minded in Jesus' name. This is the presence of God here. Let me feel his peace now. Father, we just rest in your peace.
Yeah, this is a refreshing presence now. He's going to stop in about a minute, but just, just, just sit in his presence. So powerful words Keith spoke. We declare we agree, Father. Beautiful. See, it's in this realm of stillness, in the secret place of the Most High, under the shadow of the Almighty. So now your emotions and your psychology and your physical body is starting to experience the realm where your spirit is already in heaven. That is an atmosphere of heavenly climate change. And this is when the exchange takes place. You give him your ashes, he gives you his beauty. Sometimes you're not even thinking about giving him the ashes, he just takes them. In this, in, when you're sitting like this in his presence, you suddenly find ashes being removed. You suddenly find, hey, I'm a beauty to God. I'm so attractive to heaven. And when you believe that on the inside of you, you're going to hear more and more people telling you, hey, you're beautiful, you're attractive. That old spirit of heaviness, we've kind of had that tendency towards despairing quickly or being discouraged or negative quickly. Now it takes longer and longer to feel discouraged or negative or despairing because he's giving you the garment of praise. It's a whole anointing coming over your life where praise is the first thing you do in a negative circumstance and God comes and sits down in your circumstances with the weight of his glory. Prison doors open, blind eyes open, you can see in the spirit world. Wounds and Hurt in your heart and brokenness in your heart is healed in the anointing. Father, we joyfully apologize to you for not taking all the advantage we could out of the anointing. And we want to live the rest of our life letting the hands of heaven massage disadvantages out of our heart and our soul and massaging in the supernatural advantages of the anointing. You want to display your glory, the splendor of your glory in the earth. Amen. Whew. Those of you who want to stay, just stay. We'll see you tomorrow morning here. <laughs> your boss will understand, don't worry. Hey, don't you, how do you feel like you get sleepy in the morning? Hey? Anyone of you feeling sleepy? You know on the Mount of Transfiguration when the glory cloud came over them? Do you know that they, they were felt to say they felt sleepy? It's because that they, it's a glory, it just relaxes you.